You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts, on Netroots Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for April 8th, 2022. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, which, despite Devin Nunez's claims to the contrary, has not been turned into a ghost town by Trump's failed truth social app. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Hi, Drift Glass. Hey, Blue Gal. Happy uh, Cubs opening day. Yeah, happy happy home opener. Some of the ha- happiest afternoons I ever spent were spent when someone else paid for a ticket for me to go see a ball game. <laughs> for you to go watch baseball yeah. and, well, I told and you skip that, out of work. Yeah, uh, well, not, well, yeah, I kind of skip out of work. I, <laughs> one of the people that worked for me back when I ran a, an IT department for a college um, had season tickets, had them for literally for generations, mm-hmm. and had four in a row. Uh, fourth row above the third baseline. Oh man, they were great. They were great. They were just terrific. And we had a ball, and I I would not go otherwise because right. And no. I don't know if it's taking the day off of work if you're with colleagues, either. Well, I th- that's kind of. I was the boss, so technically it wasn't. I mean, oh, okay. I, no, we're doing exploratory, <laughs> whatever, whatever. And it's Friday, and we closed the the place up a little bit early, and yeah. I, I could leave it in safe hands. And it was usually a rotating cast of people, so there was somebody. Mm left to, you know, tell the students, go home. It's Friday. Go home. We're shut. We're down. Clo- yeah, you know, closing out on a Friday was pretty straightforward, but yeah. it was a blast. It was always a great time. And so I wish those people well, it's just at Wrigley. Nice that, it's nice that, at, you know, COVID is not stopping baseball this year right. at long last. Very and glad. I mean, there's still, we know the gridiron dinner was a super spreader event and yep. there's other events that, you know, Washington's getting, Washington DC is getting hit right well, now with COVID. You probably have heard about the, um, I forget which airline it is, maybe a British, maybe a Swedish, lifted airline restrictions. And, you know, a week later- Immediately they're canceling flights because of COVID. Canceling hundreds of flights because of a bunch of COVID-related illnesses. So So it's not not over over yet. It's not over yet. Pretending a thing is over doesn't mean it's actually over. So you'll find me and you- Getting a booster, getting a booster booster. We're we're scheduled Uh, for our booster. We have an appointment. We do. Getting and, uh, another booster, and we have uh, masks by the front masks. door, which we use, and you know, yeah. So let's talk about uh, happy news, and then let's talk a little about sad news, yeah. and then get into all the news. Sure. Uh, the happy news is we have a new Supreme Court justice. We do, Tanji Brown Jackson. We do. Congratulations to her and her family. History, history, living through history. You and I, and everyone listening to us, and all the people out there have have been living through history for a long time, but this is. This is a big one. This is a very. You can big honestly one. say that all the Democrats voted for her, every single one of them. We can. You know why do Democrats suck at messaging so much, Blue Gal? <laughs> well, why that's can't... the subject of the rest of our podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. There is that. There is that. <sighs> okay, and now the sad news. Yeah. Uh, we want to send our deepest condolences to the family of Eric Bollert. Yes. Um, his contribution to the both sides don't oh yeah. pantheon yes is, is invaluable invaluable and yeah. he will be so missed um and you know when you lose someone to a random accident yeah 
completely unexpected. It's very hard to adjust to that. And I, I'm just thinking about his family all day today. This yeah. can't imagine what they're going through. And I'm just so, so sorry. Yeah. And the, the Stephanie Miller show this morning was, was tears and multiple guests and remembrances and, mm-hmm. You know, just the importance of telling people that you love, that you love them right now. I love right. you, Blue Gal. I, I love you, Drift Glass. And, uh, uh, and, and really, it was um, obviously a shock, and it was a terrible tragedy. And the worst of it is being borne by his family, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. The, the friends who knew him. But um, he was one of the very few. I mean, I don't remember ever seeing him miss an opportunity. He was given a slightly larger microphone to come right out of the gate, uh, not ranting and raving and screaming, but making exactly the same points that, that some of us have been making, including him have been making for decades, mm-hmm. very, and, and always had facts and figures, always had receipts. And was always articulate about always it. Artic- yep. Yep. And he could do it. He, yeah, the he media did it every was day. failing. The media fails every time they pretend that the Republican party and the Democratic party are the same or equal or equally bad or in any way complimentary. And there are really, if you can, you can count them on two hands, maybe. Yeah. Well, Matt Negrin was saying there's nine people who do, nine people in the world that do what Eric Bowler did. Yeah. And that led me to think about. And you're one of them, Drew Class. Oh, well, you're one of them too, Blue Gal. Crooks and Liars is an absolute institution. Well, and that's what I replied. Someone said, yeah. who are the nine? And I said, well, the staff of Crooks and Liars is one. The staff of Media right. Matters is one. The staff right. of Wonkette are yeah. one. Absolutely. You know, Hal Sparks, you, um, what we try to do on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but Eric Bowler was one of the most professional and listened to and solid, dependable warriors in this fight yeah. and, and we're just going to miss his contribution terribly well and this is this is what i wanted to talk a little bit about when it came to that because i was thinking why i mean you know i i was around when steve Gilliard died mm-hmm. um you were mm-hmm. too and that mm-hmm. was pretty devastating and there were you know there were a handful of people who knew who he was and that was yeah. pretty awful and there was a great hue and cry made about his legacy to live forever and we're going to endow a chair in his name and we're going to mm-hmm. None of that ever happened. No. None of that happened. No. No. Uh, he did not disappear beneath the waves uh, entirely unknown. There are people who come to my blog to this day who says, I, I heard about you from Steve's blog. Um, but it, there was nobody there to take his place. Right. Um, and that got me thinking about the difference between institutional knowledge and support versus individual efforts, no matter how heroic they are. Mm-hmm. And they're just mm-hmm. not equivalent at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Fox news fired Megan Kelly, right. Mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson was sitting right there. They, they warming up in the bullpen, put him, slotted him right in. And it was almost seamless. Right. You no. know, just, okay, she's out. Well, he's certainly in. they didn't go off the air to figure out what to do. No. You and know. it wasn't, you know, can't, I mean, this is difference between fired and me and dying, but it is about replacing someone who has a specific, um, goal who has a specific role mission in, role in the yeah. in the fight right right so when fox fires megan kelly and she goes over to you know nbc and they throw 30 million dollars at her and that fails miserably and then she decides she wants to get back on there uh that whole story is pretty well known but it was tucker carlson just lined up and i know people here locally pillars of the community who as she was clearly being set up to be 
run out, said, you know, I'm, I'm pretty tired of that blonde chick. What, what's her name? Well, you know what her name is. She's the woman you jerk off to every night at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's just as she's all, she's getting to be as bad as that lesbian over on MSNBC. And this Tucker guy, I like him. And so move in Tucker. And, you know, out goes Bill O'Reilly and somebody else comes in. Out goes Glenn Beck. Somebody else comes in. Out goes Lou Dobbs. And you're starting to notice it's because, oh, by the way, Lou Dobbs is still, uh, for those of you who are interested, I believe he's streaming on something called Fubo TV. <laughs> so he's still out there screaming his head off, crazy old Lou. Um, and when M- M- when NBC sacked David Gregory, they they just replaced him with a D- David Gregory clone called Chuck Todd, who's just as bad well, and just the same way. Well, because they have the money and resources and a space on television, there are an infinite number of people who will sell their souls to have a role on television. That's sure. why Megyn well, Kelly is desperate to get back on because her life's meaning is the attention of that camera. Well, and my point being, the Fox News is an institution devoted mm-hmm. to a particular mission, which is fascism. Mm-hmm. And they will always, and they have an infinite number of bodies lined up to take the place of anybody who falls off the wagon. Yeah. NBC is, is a monumental institution. NBC News is a huge institution that is devoted to both siderism. Mm-hmm. Both sides do it. Both sides do it. Let, let's, you know, bend over and spread them for Republicans and, and harp on Democrats for the tiniest thing. And so with David Gregory, they used him up, bring in Chuck Todd. When they use up Chuck Todd, they'll bring in someone just as fucking bad because that's their mission. And when an extra hour opens up on MSNBC in the morning, they give it to Joe Scarborough. <laughs> Just let Joe, Joe Scarborough, Scarborough have four have hours. Have it. Yeah, he's already got three hours. Give him fucking four hours. Why not? That's great. Um, well, he's got an unlimited number of frat brothers to sure. fill in for him. He's not on the air the whole time, the whole no. four hours. No, I he's think back one, in his office for at least two thirds of that. One of them is like a rerun of the first hour. I don't follow it anymore because it's just, it's a sewer of the same old wax figurines, you know, who were there in 2015 saying, you know, Donald Trump's great. Donald Trump, oh, it's Donald. the same. Oh, Donald. It's, it's the same yeah. assholes. Yeah. Uh, but, but when someone like Eric Bullard dies, mm-hmm. there's no replacement. There's no liberal institution that funds and maintains a deep bench for such people. And there's no liberal media where such people can find a home. There just well, isn't. I, I want to I wanna push back on that a little bit, too, because uh-huh. there's no way that Eric Bullard's message sells dick pills. Well, that's the point. The point being, that is the point. it doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, there are institutions that don't sell dick pills. Our church does not sell dick pills. Right. And Harvard, <laughs> as far as I know, as far as I, hey, they, they, they have some architectural problems, whatever needs to be sold from the pulpit, that might happen. But Harvard's an institution. You know, there's yeah, lots yeah. of institutions in the world that are deeply funded. There is no institution that funds, that is deeply funded, has a deep bench, is always interested in bringing fresh blood in and -hmm. bringing them up in the, in the way of the house so that they understand the traditions and moving them into higher and higher levels. There's no such thing on the left like that. There just Mm -hmm. isn't. Mm -hmm. And there is on the right and there is in the center. And there's, cause there's a shit ton. You're right. Cause there is a shit ton of money for that, but there are some liberals out there who have pretty deep pockets and it's not a matter of clearly we need such a thing. Mm -hmm. There's clear, there's a mass. I mean, when you hear people crying, because this one person died. Yeah. Because he was yeah. fucking irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. That the reason he's irreplaceable is because nobody's making more of that. Right. Because there's right. no you're right, there's no money in there's but there's no spirit 
this, they're driving people who could build that institution to build that institution. Yeah. They're busy doing other shit. So they don't really like, you know, whatever, you know, we'll, we'll go to the polls and we'll do some PSAs and I'm busy making movies or I'm busy flipping houses or whatever the fuck I do. But there simply is no institution that is devoted to saving the media from these assholes. And, well, and if they are an advertising-based solution, mm-hmm. there's no money for that kind of quote-unquote controversy. Absolutely. And That's so the problem. Yeah. When one person dies, you realize, oh, that person was an institution all by themselves. There's right. no there's no plan B. There's no buddy behind them coming up. You know? Right. Um, when Tom Which Brokaw is- finally mm-hmm. shuffles off this mortal coil, you know, there'll be another Tom Brokaw. There's mm-hmm. those institutions make sure mm-hmm. that they have a lineage, that they have a, 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 a transmission belt that is uninterruptible so that their message keeps going and going and going and going. That's why, you know, Republicans are so good at this because they really did spend 40 years and billions of dollars building a machine that now can't be stopped. And well, we we'll see Eric. if it can be stopped. I'm I'm still sanguine about that, but well, no, I don't, I don't I, mean beaten. I mean, stopped, stopped. I mean, like, you eliminated like from the political gone, process forever that, forever just, by yeah. getting the money out of politics. Yeah. Right. But um, on topic, Drift Class, uh-huh. today uh, uh-huh. I saw in Raw Story, uh, Peter Thiel and Rebecca Mercer have announced a new venture. Oh, God. Called Rockbridge. And the idea behind Rockbridge is to make sure that there is a administration in waiting for the next Republican president. Wait a minute. Rockbridge sounds a lot, lot, a lot like, like Rock, Rock Ridge. Rock, Rock it Ridge. does, You're doesn't the it? a town full of fake people to fool the people. Uh, never mind. That's that's uh, Blazing Saddles. It's from time. Blazing Saddles. Yeah. It yeah. is. But this is Rock Bridge. I know. Mm-hmm. I thought that. I thought, are they sure they want to call it that? Uh, but yeah, Rock Bridge. Um, this is from Raw Story. Among the initiatives cited in the Rockbridge brochure are media-related functions, including public relations, messaging, polling, quote-unquote influencer programs. That means they're paying people on TikTok. Right. And investigative journalism. Which means With a combined budget of yeah. $8 million to start. Yeah. The lawfare and strategic litigation effort with a projected cost of $3.75 million is intended to use the courts to, quote, hold bad actors, including the media, accountable. So they're going to be suing news organizations. Mm-hmm. A transition project with an estimated price tag of $3 million is intended to assemble policy experts and plans to create a, quote, government-in-waiting to staff the next Republican administration. And this is just pocket money for Peter Thiel and Rebecca Mercer. There's always money in the banana shack. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? This actually, this is not in our notes, but this does remind me of when the the incoming Trump people and Mm -hmm. all their supporters and all the people who wanted to suck up to them decided that the Weekly Standard was now a bad investment Mm -hmm. uh, and they just terminated it overnight and threw Bill Crystal out of a job and terminated all those writers. It took them about a month, two months, something like that, a very short period of time to make some phone calls to some rich Republicans, Mm -hmm. to some rich conservatives and get these startup money, millions of dollars they needed to just transition the staff over and start up a new thing. And imagine if- They called it the bulwark. Right. 
Yeah. Imagine if the the legacy organization of the press run organization uh, lost its leader, as they have, because he was the only guy doing it. I believe he was the single shingle staff out of there. one. Right, um, could blow in a call to those Hollywood liberals and say, "Look, I'll need a few million dollars to uh, to get us back on our feet." And it's like, "Oh yeah, we're, who do I send the check to?" Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen on the left. What happens on the left is you have a tip jar and you ask people for five dollars. Or if you're yeah. if you're if you've been at it for a long, long time, you have something like Stephanie Miller, who has a network that she has built that she has earned the right to do whatever she wants with. Right, takes advertising, etc. But there's no comparable at all. And she all works anywhere. her ass off. I mean, she, she works, works her, her ass off twenty four seven. She right. does. She right. does. And so that's it. That's it. There and there simply isn't anything comparable. There's not that sort of patient capital of fascism, that mm-hmm. sort of ocean of conservative money that hey, you know, maybe we'll fund this, maybe we'll fund that, floating around on the left. We're just you know, we're all sitting on our beanbag chairs, eating cheese sandwiches, doing it for the cause. Donating and eventually, laptops. Yeah. Right. And eventually the <laughs> the the beanbag chairs wear out and the cheese mm-hmm. sandwiches start to taste a little stale. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you've been doing this for how long? And it hasn't gotten any better. And there's nobody building institutions out there with, mm-hmm. you know, with a kind of rock bridge name to it. That <laughs> Rock you know? Bridge has brochures. So they have brochures, Drift Glass. Yeah. 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 Well, we yeah. got bumper stickers, so fuck those guys. <laughs> um now you want to talk about the biggest duh story duh. all week. If you pay Fox News viewers to watch something else, they change their minds. Yeah. And this study that, that was done, that was an academic study where they sure. chose Fox News viewers and paid them $15 an hour to watch at least seven hours of CNN a week yeah. and take notes, which I think totally messes with. Yeah. Because when you're watching news and taking notes... You're watching at a completely different level than just letting wash, Fox wash over you. you I are. mean, I think yep. I I do think that the study needed to kind of claim that, but uh, yeah, it changes their perceptions and particularly changed the perception that Fox was holding out information, was preventing their viewers who are very loyal from actually knowing the negative things about what's happening in the Trump administration. So uh, that that was an awakening, perhaps. I don't know. Uh-huh. They didn't. I don't think the report follows up on whether <laughs> that change meant that they changed their viewing habits permanently. Once they stopped paying them, I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and and this is this is the problem. We have seventy million voters out there who get their news from, you know masturbatory sources yes and that's and that's that's the first and last question that should be put or the first and last fact that should be put on any table when discussing anything mm-hmm. that's really is that's it's the be all and end all we we mm-hmm. call them reprogrammable meat bags and they are but the whole idea of well, what about debating them what about engaging yes well what about you know this whole thing where they went full you know, pro Putin and now Ukraine is all screwed up and they're all very confused about who they should be backing. And my whole answer is don't worry about it because once this blows over, they will be reprogrammed to believe something else, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. like they were after the collapse of the Bush administration, just after Obama, just after Clinton. You're missing the point. If you keep thinking, oh, now they're going to learn, they can't learn. Mm -hmm. They have already surrendered their agency, their will 
to a programming center that will tell them what to believe. And as long as it involves hating people like us, Blue Gal, they're cool with it. There really isn't any other agenda other than making liberals cry and calling us pedophiles because socialism is wearing off. Socialism doesn't work anymore because people oh, like their checks. <laughs> what's 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 even what's even more vicious and 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 assholery? Well, that's, we call them pedophiles. That's yeah, what QAnon killers. has yeah. been about. It's finding yeah. the worst thing to call somebody and mm-hmm. then turning it to eleven. Um, well, you wanted to talk about what works versus what we wish would work. Yeah, and that's it's sort of what we've just been talking about, which is all the wish casting about the voters out there, mm-hmm. who they are, what they want, what will persuade them, what will get them in the boat, what will keep them in the boat. And there's a whole bunch of, um, I think, practical knowledge that you and I carry in our scars about mm. what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of wish casting that consultants and pundits keep projecting onto the populace that don't fucking work. They're just ridiculous. They're just the the fantasies of Beltway pundits if things were this way, and these are people who are trying to keep a position in the media or trying to get a gig doing consulting, campaign consulting somewhere. So over my several careers, I have irritated many, many clients and users when I had a choice. Mind you, there are a lot of occasions when you don't have a choice. You just mm-hmm. do the job by asking lots of very pointed questions before taking on a project. Like, what's the problem this project is supposed to solve? Mm-hmm. And, and what tangible evidence, what facts do you have to support the idea that your plan will solve the problem? These are important questions and productive questions. And they're questions that people hate to have asked when they're just trying to get the money for the project so they can leave. I'll be gone, you'll be gone. Or, or, Or they have, I mean, I'm thinking of one in particular, I won't bore you with the details, but the purpose of the thing they wanted done had left the department. It wasn't even done in the department <laughs> at all anymore. Just ceased. It was else. It was gone. And they still wanted this thing built. And I kept asking, why do you want it built? Well, to, to generate reports in case anyone asks what, what our numbers are. I said, the numbers are zero because whatever you, you get don't in the do door, anymore. you don't do it anymore. You send them over there. <laughs> but but And they were so like whipped dog terrified that someone mm-hmm. was going to show up at the door and demand to know what's going on with this little fraction of this little fraction of this program. Like, all the data is being collected in this other department. And they just looked at me like, no, you have to do it. Why don't you want to help us? Do you want, basically, do you want us to, to burn in hell? Yeah. You know, you're the tech guy. Fix this. This is a cushy job. This is our cushy job and we want to keep it. And yeah. I, well, I think it was like a lot more like just stupid. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't wrap their heads around the fact the world had changed. Mm-hmm. So it really was, you know, the story of the, this is the apocryphal story of the man who has a job polishing the brass cannon in, at, in the town square. Uh-huh. The city pays him to polish the brass cannon in the town square. And he's finally, after 20 years, saves up enough money to buy his own brass cannon. that he can polish <laughs> by himself. Goes into business for himself. And wonders why nobody's paying him. Because, you know, hey, dumb dumb. That job exists because someone else was paying you to do it. Yeah. So I would ask those kind of really basic questions. And I would get really kind of testy with some people and they'd get very upset sometimes, but I think they're necessary questions to be asked. So these are important questions that are never asked of political consultants or pundits who have microphones ever. And the most recent example of that- So ask the question again. What's the question that's never asked of pundits? um, What, What problem are you trying to solve? What evidence do you have that the shit you're slinging has any effect on anything? 
because if you take apart, I, I was listening to, um, this is Pete Buttigieg's former campaign person, Liz Smith, mm -hmm. talking mm -hmm. with Charlie Sykes. Um, and it was wild because she would move from all voters this to extremes on this side that to, well, Republicans can't be persuaded to X to you have to move to the center. And she was just all over the fucking place. And half of her comments negated the other half <laughs> of her comments. Because, you because know what she, the had, she, voter had wants. A, she had a programming chip in her head that said she, she had did. to blame both sides. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and what you need to, you know, you're not going to win with progressive issues. You got to have, <laughs> you got to have kitchen table, moderate issues, et cetera, et cetera. And then two minutes later, you know, the Republican voters just aren't listening. I mean, you know, they have this big Fox News, you know, a megaphone and they're just checked out. They're not. And I'm going, but you just said voters want this thing. What you mean are non Republican voters. Oh, right. well, that's a different universe of people. That's 92% of the Democratic Party and, and the five people you meet at the bulwark. Okay. Right. That's who you're talking about. And so the question is, how do you drive those numbers up? Because the fuckers on, we've already had an experiment. It was mm -hmm. called the 2020 election. Yeah. 60 something million people voted for Donald Trump in, uh, in 2016, right? Mm -hmm. After four years of catastrophe and failure and ruin and plague corruption. and corruption yeah. and lies and racism and locking kids in cages, 10 million more people voted for, for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So step one, dear pundit, write off all of those people. Mm -hmm. All of those people are wastes of carbon. You can stop worrying about them because they're fucking fascists. You're never going to reach them. What is the universe of numbers you have left over and what do those people want? What do potential people in that category want? Mm -hmm. And you know what? Here's the thing. The reason I know this is true is because Democrats cut child poverty in half. They did. And Republicans yanked the funding for that. Yes, they did. And they fucked over the working class people, people with kids, people who are poor, people who are out there just trying to earn a living and take care of their family. And the people... All the people they fucked over just said, well, you know, whatever. I'm still voting Republican. So that's your test. The test is, can you reach Republicans? Can you reach any of them? The answer is no. Mm -hmm. So you have to focus on what do Democrats want? Mm -hmm. what, and, and independence, and she kept talking about the fucking independence. Like, lady, pick up a study. There are no independents. <laughs> there right. are no independents. There are people right. who lean one way or lean the other. Or but, stay home. Or stay home. Because they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Right. It's the both sides. I can't stand both sides. Well, where's right. the lie that the both sides are equally to blame come from? Yeah. Oh, it comes from you guys. Yeah. It comes from the people you're talking to now. It comes from the New York Times, the Washington Post. It comes from 30 years of lying about what the Republican Party was doing. And, and this it's is going on absolutely right why Rachel Bittercoffer is absolutely right. <laughs> and She's unemployed. just absolutely right. Yeah. You have to make voters mad. Right. And you have to make them realize that the other side is taking away your shit. Right. And they're taking away your birth control. They're taking away your ability to control your future. They're taking away your Social Security and Medicare. They're they're increasing your taxes. Mm -hmm. All of that is true. And they don't want you to vote. Right. And they will do everything in their power to make sure it is impossible for you to vote. Or all if they can't do that, they'll make it impossible for your vote to count. And they'll try to take away your vote after you cast it. And for all the pundits and all the campaign consultants who are out there looking for work, trolling around, saying, you know, what you need to do is come to the center. 
Yeah. You, you got to stop with the crazy lefty stuff. You got to come to the center. The center is where all the action is. What exactly are you talking about? Which which of the many, 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 many things Democrats have already done in the past 15 months mm-hmm. haven't been beneficial to the working class? Now, if you're talking about that message isn't getting out, well, I agree with you. Do you know why it's not getting out? Because Fox dominates the right mm-hmm. and the Beltway media dominates the center. And you assholes who are supposed to be our allies spend most of your time bitching that Democrats aren't centrist enough. Right. As opposed to, you know, here's, you know, Stuart Stevens, I heard him say just the other day when he was asked, you know, what happened when, you know, Bernie was running against uh, Joe Biden um, or Bernie was running against Hillary. I forget who it was, but it was, you know, somebody asked him, well, yeah, but what if Bernie had won against Trump? And Stuart Stevens said that I'd be knocking doors, begging people to vote for Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm, right. That's the right answer. The mm-hmm. answer to all of your questions about what about our allies? Why are they doing this? And all the pundits are out there. And we should we? How many of them are devoting their enormous platforms and time and energy and money to getting Democrats elected? And how many of them are like, you know, we don't want to. We just want to be a center left, center right, friendly kind of third way podcast that. Pisses on both sides. Well, right. no, that means you that, want Republicans to win. That means you want democracy to end. Right. Which, <laughs> That's what and, it and means. And so the, the question is, when you're talking to someone who's on the bulwark, which Democratic candidates are you going to be having on this show to promote their campaign in swing districts? Mm-hmm. Which or Democratic, Senate seats. Or Senate seats. Yeah. Which Democratic candidates for office are you giving money to? Which of them are you telling your friends they must vote for or they won't be your friends anymore? Mm-hmm. And they and they have decided – they decided day one. They didn't want any part of that. Right. They, they, I don't want to take sides. I think Democrats are icky too. I just want to sit in the middle and bitch. Well, they want their tax cuts. Right. That's, well, I don't, that's the other thing. And they're, they're fucking Republicans. They're scratch Republicans, scratch yeah. the surface and you'll find a Republican under them. So let's, let's get to work on increasing Democratic turnout. And I'm doing my part. I'm going to be doing postcards to voters all summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Drift class, our primary has been moved to June 28th from it's like March. It's, it's <laughs> going to be lit, blue gal. It's going to be our Democratic primary no. in Illinois 13 is not going to be lit. No, not at all. Well, but, and, go ahead. I was going to say the uh, Republicans apparently are, are uh, having a problem with their money. So, oh, Drift class. I could have. I have been screaming about this. <laughs> yes, you have. For how many podcasts have I been screaming about this? Back and, into I mean, the early nineties. Yep. This is not me being, you know, Nostradamus predicting the future. Look, it's look, easy to predict this. Okay? Stop right there. Look, if I can take an end zone dance over Glenn Greenwald <laughs> and Matt Taibbi and Andrew Sullivan. And then on I can on. take I can, an end zone dance yeah. over um, Truth Social and Absolutely. Win Red. Indulge my <laughs> ego. Like, fuck you. I told you so. I told you so. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Blue Gal. Go uh, ahead. Revel yeah, in. this is, um, again, uh, uh, no no disrespect to my own blog at Crooks and Liars that I work for. Mm-hmm. But this is, again, from Ross Story. Right. Uh, who we partner with fairly frequently at Crooks and Liars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Republicans increasingly frustrated that, quote, selfish, unquote, Trump won't share campaign cash with other (laughs) GOP candidates, even those that he has endorsed. He will not give the money. This comes as a surprise to no one. Mm -hmm. He has more money than the Republican National Committee. He isn't sharing and no one expected him to. But more interestingly, his team, I mean, what team? 
Don Jr. I don't know what he's talking about. Why do you forget Mm. Alec? His team has no interest in supporting the party's attempt to gain the majority. Can you imagine that? Well. No interest in helping actual Trump counties elect Trump House seats. What Donald Trump is interested in, he wants to back winners that he can brag about later. Right. And he is interested in electing loyalists That's who right. will protect him against further investigation. Uh-huh. Period. Uh, one Republican Party leader says the big problem is he's bled small donors dry. I called this. Yes, you did. I called this. He bled small donors dry with his two texts a day demand for money. Right. Well, so, and those, some of those texts were pretty... Now, do you want me to tell Donald that you've given up being a you've decent human being? You've given up on him? Yes, right, yeah. right. And we're trying to raise money for, you know, Trump's Air Force One. Raising money for the Truth Social, which now Donald Trump is claiming he's very upset that this Truth Social isn't off the ground yet. Yeah. It was never going to go off the ground. Just no. like Trump's Air Force One is never going to go off the ground. No. And I just hope that giving your own money out of your own pocket and ultimately you see no results, you know, that is going to test the brainwashing of the Republican party. A, I agree with you. B, they they will seek another source for the same drug. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. They'll just change their dealer. That's all. Yeah. They're, they're, They're gone. And, and I, I'm going to And there'll get... be another grifter who'll come along sure. and tell they're them all... what they want to hear. And it, but Absolutely. It, there may be a huge consequence in the fact the extent to which Donald Trump has sucked the oxygen out of the Republican Party mm-hmm. that, you know, for, for a election cycle or two, mm-hmm. there's hell to pay. They either stay home or they stop giving. Or, I mean, I have talked to a Republican on Twitter about you know, oh, no, we never give if we see it's WinRed because right. WinRed, you know, charged us multiple times. And we know when we we don't blame Donald Trump. We blame WinRed for that. Yeah. As if WinRed wasn't created by Jared for Donald Trump. Well, this is why they call it organized crime. <laughs> because because what happens if you remove Donald Trump from the equation mm-hmm. is the five families go to war with each other. Because yeah. everybody wants their piece and everybody thinks their piece is not big enough. So they'll go knife each other. Uh-huh. And right now, Donald Trump is the Don yep. uh, who can pretty much dictate terms. Um, you know, well, the, the, and, and I think that you see that in the behavior of Kevin McCarthy and oh, Ronna Romney McDaniel. They're absolutely. hostages. They're sitting there with the oranges on the table, right? you know, hoping that the Don doesn't pick up a gun and kill them or, well, or destroy their careers. Right. And, well, here's the thing about hostages. If you're in a situation where you can get up and walk out and no harm will come to you, then you're not a hostage. You are there voluntarily. Ronna but McDaniel is there. She could leave tomorrow. She could quit. She, she could, could quit, quit her tomorrow. job. She could. she could quit tomorrow. Kevin McCarthy could renounce the devil and all of his pomps and mm-hmm. leave tomorrow. But Kevin McCarthy is a despicable, hollow, sniveling coward. And yep. so he will never do that. And mm-hmm. the reason he is on track to be the speaker or at least viable is because he leads a party of sniveling, evil, cowardly, hollow men and women. Grifters. Yeah. yeah. And, and lunatics. Don't forget the lunatics. Lunatics are an important wing of the Republican party. They're, they're stone crazy fuckers out there mm-hmm. and there's lots of them. And 
a whole bunch in the base. Yeah. And they're just, it is, I know frustrating and I know it, it, it defies our enlightenment era reflexes to treat them as a separate entity, a separate mm -hmm. species almost, but you got to stop thinking of these people as persuadable human beings. They're just no, not. They're not persuadable. And so yeah. if your strategy involves, well, yeah, but we'll, we'll pick off a few, what you doing, what giving them, what we have had experiment after experiment, after experiment from Clinton to Obama to Biden, giving the centrist moderates a lot of what they want and mm -hmm. it never fucking pays off. Right. And so stop pretending. Well, that I, this... I think I think Joe Biden's gotten that message, Driftglass. I it think does, he has it too. It does appear <laughs> that he's not running as anything but a goddamn Democrat. I, but hey, when you get up on the on the presidential podium and start talking about unions, fuck yeah, yeah, unions, and, fuck yeah, and then and, your staff is like, ah, uh, we're not so sure. Oh no, he's no, sure. No, he's no, no. sure. Was that a gaff? Uh, no, 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 that that wasn't a gaff. <laughs> And then, um, it's, again, like we said last oh. week, it stops being a story. Yeah. No, he's, he, he's fucking serious. We're coming yeah. for you, Amazon, which is, I believe, what he literally mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's the problem with having a, a, a mob boss as the guy who's running your party. Right. Um, because, you know, the, that, that little scene from The Godfather where they're, they're sitting around the table, this is not the act of a friend. You right, must right. let us draw the water from the well. In Donald, in Donald Trump's universe, you know, we are not communists. You can present us a bill. In Donald Trump's universe, the Don just gets up and machine guns everybody in the room. Right. Well, because fuck he you, I'm running that things. everyone come to Mar-a-Lago for their right. fundraisers and pay him for the privilege yep. of drinking his Diet Coke. Right. That's and it's, what it is. It's perfect. And there are 70 plus million Ameri voting American citizens who look at that and say, fuck yeah, I want more of that. So let's stop lying and to ourselves. And there's enough of, the, of the Nouveau Riche in Florida, in South Florida, yeah. to come to Mar-a-Lago parties and think there's somebody because Donald Trump's there to give whatever, $2,300 <laughs> to a House candidate because they came to pay obeisance on the day of his daughter's wedding. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it is. All right. So we're going to we're gonna have a uh, block of time here, folks, for... Um, Kind of the the boxing scores, <laughs> drift glass with the boxing report. Well, it's it's just been a funny week for uh, um, Twitter spats. Let's Twitter matchups that just make me happy. That, <laughs> he that has I, been happy this week about. I the have been well, about those. I mean, th this is the let them fight. Let them let fight. them fight. Um, the the one that I just looked at and went, that's hilarious was Glenn Greenwald and Rick Wilson squaring off two, <laughs> two fake internet tough guys getting tough, waving their dicks around on the internet. <laughs> like, wow, man. Rick Wilson wrote some, you know, fake quote. And um, um, uh, I'm sorry, Rick Wilson said some fake quote and, and Glenn Greenwald decided to get all litigious and drooling liberal Rick Wilson, blah, blah. You know, the whole, the whole, the whole you know, burned out, Greenwald shtick. And I didn't see any of this because both these assholes blocked me um, <laughs> because I, you know, mentioned the past and things, which they don't like. But it was glorious to watch them just pound on each other and go, yeah, well, you know, I hope you pound each other to rubble. But then <laughs> I'm thinking like, this is a good week. I'm having a good week. And then I turn the page. I just want to clarify that Rick Wilson was making up a quote that Glenn Greenwald might have said. It was like shorter Glenn Greenwald. Right. 
and then it it was about Russia, was it? Or uh, yeah, I think it was about Putin, Putin and Russia. Putin, yeah, yeah. pro Putin crap. Okay, but it was. I mean, Glenn Greenwald is the guy who uh, weighed in on the the what would happen if Obama raped nuns. <laughs> that that Joanne Reed would go, yeah, man, that's great. You know, he's oh, yeah. he is just he is such a venomous prick. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. such an awful well, human they, being. Both sides are drift glass in that fight. Yes. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm Rick Wilson is a pretty venomous prick no. himself. But I mean, Glenn Greenwald has always been a venomous prick, and has mm-hmm. always you know misquoted, off quoted, waited. You know, if this happened, probably that person would say this. And no. you know, and then I he see. of so course he has Glenn, a history of doing that kind of oh, thing. Yeah. And you don't know that history because shortly after he called somebody sniveling coward for deleting their. Uh, Twitter archives. He deleted his Twitter he archives. He deleted his Twitter because someone archives. might use that against me. And I'm like, who's who are the who are the pinheads who still think Glenn Greenwald is a thing? Who still still <laughs> I my hair muted. He's still my hero. <laughs> I think he's great. And you look down the list. You go, oh god. Well, and the winnowing process has been fascinating because it's like, man. Well, you know, I've said that a hundred times. I just took a whole lot of shit for pointing out what Glenn Greenwald was saying was a lie. You lost a third of your traffic. Lied. Yeah, yeah, and. And and boy, oh boy, my boys did not want to hear that. Mm-hmm, a lot of mm-hmm. them just didn't want to hear it. And now, you know, me and Seska and uh, Little Green Footballs are like, remember back in the day when we just got our asses kicked <laughs> all day going, long? Remember back in the day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, but so I'm thinking, oh, this is a pretty good week for, uh, for Battle Royales. And then I turned the page. And nobody told me that there would be an Iraqi war clusterfuck strange bedfellow slap fight. <laughs> Because holy shit, who's going after each other? Bill Crystal, Andrew Sullivan. Oh God! Um, bloody Bill Crystal pretending to be mortified by both siderous journalism. He did on the on the day that Eric Bowler died. Bill Crystal decides to go against both sides. Right, the both siderism, well, the terrible both siderism. He watches the grotesque and evidence free accusations of grooming and pedophilia. And feels he's in, he's in another era with some politicians embracing the protocols of the elders of Zion mm-hmm. and the media judiciously reporting both sides of the quote unquote debate. He's not wrong. Well, no, of course he's not wrong. He is simply stealing the liberal critique <laughs> of everything he has critique. ever believed. That's why and he's pretending, not wrong. <laughs> pretending, look, look at me. And, and it's like, no, the past never happened. I was never there. <laughs> I'm I, not bloody Bill. I'm not. <laughs> and this is a guy who I, I, this is a guy, and just as a side note, I do listen to, to all of the Never Trump podcasts that I can stomach, and then I stop and take a lot of, you know, tums. But I swear to God, he was on the Charlie Sykes podcast, and according to him, barely knew Sarah Palin. <laughs> At dinner with her maybe once, you know? And when John McCain decided that he wanted her, I supported that because, you know, John Mc- McCain was my guy. But it was like, I, I was barely, barely an inconvenience. I was barely there. I barely uh-huh. knew the woman. Because you ran to John McCain and said, we found her. We found her. Of course he did. But that's in the past, and the past is off limits. And and, and John McCain's dead, and Sarah mm-hmm. Palin ain't talking. So, yeah. And that's what Andrew Sullivan, who has been a, a hysteric about trans rights, mm-hmm. who, who's mm-hmm. just like, yo, this is the worst thing, and and you know, anti-trans rights, you know, the, Oh, the, he's anti-trans rights. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh really? vehemently. Because you know, the, the, the schools are indoctrinating your students into thinking this, that they should change their gender when they're like four months old. Isn't he, Andrew Sullivan gay? Oh, he's, he's, but he's that special kind of gay. I see. White he's male special, gay. 
No, 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 no. See, oh. you're insulting my people. He's the <laughs> white male Tory conservative Catholic libertarian gay. <laughs> and and like the Minotaur, there's only one of him in the entire universe. <laughs> so he's a special kind of gay. I see. Who can, and no who one's can, coming for him. Who can pivot and do two things at once that made me laugh out loud, which is Andrew Sullivan decided to remember the past. And he decided to remember the past all over Bill Crystal. Oh, wow. And Andrew Sullivan replies to Bill Crystal, how do you feel about your previous support for curing gays and fomenting fear of marriage equality? Huh? Huh? I'm like, wow. And, and it really he, is. Anti, he, is he pro never say gay in Florida? Is that it? Is he pro Ron no, 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 no. He, he is utterly shocked. That the same people who came for trans people are now coming for the gays. Oh, he never saw that coming. Oh, come on. Whatever meds you're on, on top of whatever you're smoking, have fucked your brain beyond repair. Because he really, no, he was, he's a, he's a racist, as we all know. He's an amateur phrenologist. Yeah. Uh, He has lots of really bizarre, fucked up opinions. And he was very early to marriage equality from a conservative point of view, which is great. Mm -hmm. But- Deciding to come after Bill Crystal because of his previous support for really shitty treatment of gay people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When a fucking week ago, he was like, ah, the teachers are trying to indoctrinate your kids about these trans things. You know how they are. And it, it was it was like, oh, man, you are so horny to get back in the spotlight somewhere. It's, it's late just, stage capitalism for Republican pundits. It And it's just fleeing. It is. It's like. Are you that desperate to get back on the Bill yeah, Maher show? They are. Yeah. It's it is. It's it's that you know the fossil fuel industry is dying, and we mm-hmm. have to just prop it up just long enough so we get ours before we die. So Bill Crystal, you know, is suddenly aware that both siderism is a thing, and Andrew <laughs> Sullivan is suddenly aware that the Republican Party and the conservative movement is anti-gay. Yeah, and, right. And here's the thing: the same. Bill Crystal, Charlie Sykes podcast I listened to. Mm-hmm. Charlie Sykes is saying, can you believe in the last few weeks, Republicans have suddenly come out as anti-gay? Oh, my like, God. Where the fuck have you been, man? <laughs> where Were have you, you been? For, maybe let me live And this is, again, breaking the rule because you're not allowed to bring the past up. Like 2004. Remember 2004? It wasn't that long ago when a guy named Matthew Dowd and yeah. Carl Rove. Another got, person who's deleted all of this tweets. Yeah, oh, no. Not, I don't know anything that happened before this week. There's no proof yeah. of anything. Two guys who got together and said, you know how to get George W. Bush elected for sure? Get the fundamentalists out to the polls in record numbers. Mm -hmm. How do Mm -hmm. we do that? By bashing gays as hard as we possibly can. Putting anti-gay measures on bills, on the referendum, on the ballot in every swing state. And they went out of their way to kick the shit out of gay people to get George Bush reelected. Yep. And it worked. nobody remembers nothing. But that worked. But it worked. That worked in Ohio. That was when Bill Crystal was George W. Bush's very best friend and his yeah. for, his informal foreign policy advisor, and who said we should decapitate all the regimes in the Middle East. If he has a will to do it, so we can kill them. If we have the will, if we have the will, he did say that. And now Here's he barely I, knows Sarah Palin. Isn't that? I weird? know. I barely knew her. Barely knew her. Mm-hmm. She's running for a ha- the House seat, and it's going to get her on Fox, and that's all she wants. Hey, she doesn't want to be a House member. You know who wants to be a House member? Marjorie Taylor Greene. She does. She loves that job. She loves that quote unquote job. Yeah, she does. Um, it allows her to file a report with the Capitol Police that 
she supported an insurrection against, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, she filed a report with the Capitol Police, she claims on Twitter that she did this, mm-hmm. against Jimmy Kimmel um, yesterday. Work recording on Thursday. Um, she, Jimmy Kimmel read her uh, comments about Mitt Romney mm-hmm. and how all the Republicans voting for uh, Katanji Brown Jackson were pedo- pro pedophile. Pro pedophile. Pro pedophile. All of them. Yeah. All of them are pro pedophile. Uh huh. And so Jimmy Kimmel just said, "Where is uh, Will Smith when you need him?" Yeah. That was his joke. Which lame joke? Yeah, lame joke. Lame joke. <laughs> just to smack her upside the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's a threat of violence, Drift Glass. Got to call the police. Got to call them. the Capitol Police, who you, the rest of the time, you have no respect for. You're mm-hmm. constantly being fined for not wearing a mask on at work. Uh, you know, you're, you're in favor of the insurrection that ended the lives of several of them, directly mm-hmm. or indirectly. Um, but also, Drift Glass, Marge it turns out, is deleting her Facebook history. Oh, no. Yes. Such a, from such a Everything noble... from before 2019 is mysteriously disappearing from Facebook, including the video of her that, that is from her perspective. It's apparently her camera where she's talking to the crowd and <clears throat> insisting that Nancy Pelosi should be executed for treason. Mm-hmm. She's deleted that video. Sure. Fortunately, K-File on Twitter has the video and has posted it. Oops. Oops. Uh, also, um, her uh, Facebook post about the Rothschilds and the space lasers and mm-hmm. how, you know, we just have to connect the dots here and realize that all these wildfires are created by lasers that are funded by the Rothschilds. The, the Jewish space lasers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that. She's deleting those posts that oh, she's no. put on Facebook. All her, all the stuff from before she was a congresswoman. Well, maybe she the was just a conspiracy theory, you know, Facebook channel. Is she's trying to make those go away? Maybe the internet's just running out of room, and she's being considerate and deleting <laughs> stuff that isn't valid anymore. So uh, we're all making sure on Twitter that all of those screenshots are forever. So, so here's the joke that we're going to go forward with for the rest of 2022. Mm-hmm. What do Marjorie Taylor Greene, Glenn Greenwald, and Matthew Dowd all have in common? What, Drift Class? They have deleting the shit out of their history so no one can call them on the shit they did yesterday. That's right. Cowards. They're fucking cowards is what they cowards. are. Cowards. Let's do a news roundup, Drift Class. Why don't you jump right in, Blue Gal, with some pretty good news. The great news that by a vote of 53 to 47, and let's never let those 47 live this down. Mm-hmm. Today, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson was confirmed to the Supreme Court and will now become the first black woman to serve as a justice on the high court in its more than 200-year history. Applause, applause, applause. About goddamn time. Uh, OANN, the TV network that is there for people who are too crazy for Fox, has officially been booted from DirecTV's lineup. Users who try to access the channel are greeted by a message that says this channel is no longer available. Womp womp. Womp womp. People swindled into investing in Let's Go Brandon Crypto last year by Madison Cawthorn, Candace Owens, and others have filed a federal lawsuit against the company owners. The owners sold their tokens. The owners of the crypto company Uh sold their tokens just before their value crashed and became worthless. Aww. You mean it was a scam, Drift Glass? 
There's a lesson in here somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> it's subtle. You can barely detect it, but there's a lesson in here somewhere. Jobless claims have reached the lowest level in 54 years, and there are still about 5 million more employment openings than there are available workers. So how does CNN report on the story? Here's the headline. Why a great jobs report can't save Joe Biden. They're just so interested in propping up the Republican Party. It's so ridiculous. Oh, and can I just make a brief aside? Mm -hmm. Uh, The the president of NBC, Noah Opheim, Mm -hmm. uh, apparently conducted a little phone uh, roundtable with a bunch of his reporters, his journalists. Mm -hmm. And they're all very upset that Jen Psaki is being offered a job at MSNBC. Uh-huh. Uh, not one single person is quoted by name. It's people close to the source. Some people say. Some people say. So it was typical NBC bullshit nonsense. Yeah. yeah. But the guy who keeps Chuck fucking Todd on the payroll is upset that MSNBC, which is not NBC, it's a separate entity altogether, is hiring Jen Psaki to be on their network. And she's going to be doing a, she's not even on MSNBC, she's going to be doing on a Peacock. show on Peacock. Yes, but it might, you know... It might reflect poorly on NBC's stellar record of journalism, Blue News Gal. journalism. Might tarnish right. that that burnished surface that Chuck Todd has spent years polishing. Mm-hmm. End of brief aside. Well, and and the one of the higher-ups saying, no, MSNBC is an opinion network, ruffled a lot of feathers. Yeah. Let them fight, Blue Gal. Let, Let them, them fight. fight. Let them fight. Uh, while you weren't looking, Oklahoma lawmakers approved, and while no one was looking, Oklahoma lawmakers approved a near total ban on abortion. The measure would make performing an abortion except to save the life of a pregnant woman in a medical emergency, a felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison. With little discussion and no debate, the Republican-controlled House voted 70 to 14 to send the bill to Republican Governor Kevin Stitt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have it in our notes later because I I didn't. I don't remember seeing it, Drift Glass, but uh-huh. um, in 2010, college-educated women were favoring Democrats by 10 points. Uh-huh. This year, it's 38 points. Chicks, what are you going to do, Blue Gal? <laughs> he doesn't you mean know? it, folks. No, their, their lady brains are all fogged up with crazy promises of, you know, health care and clean water. And retirement savings. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, they're just pushovers. Uh, The U.S. imposed new sanctions on Russia's largest financial institution, its largest private lender, and Putin's adult children, as well as Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov's wife and daughter and members of the Russian Security Council, including former President and Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev and current Prime Minister Mikhail Mishustin. The Treasury Department blocked Russia from withdrawing funds held in American banks to pay its debt obligations. This is a BFD. The move is designed to force Russia into either depleting its international currency reserves or spending new revenue to make bond payments to avoid its first foreign currency debt default in a century. They deserve it. They sure do. Uh, Joe Biden ordered the release of roughly a million barrels of oil a day from the nation's emergency reserves to counteract the economic impact of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The release of as much as 180 million barrels of oil over the next six months from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve would be the largest ever since the emergency stockpile was established in the early 1970s. And uh, gas prices here have been dropping about 20 cents a day this week. Yeah, they're coming down. Uh, Junior dude noticed 
yesterday that gas was four twenty a gallon, and he said, "Mom, that's high." Yeah, <laughs> never. He never misses a chance. He to never make... misses an opportunity to make a four twenty joke. No, he no. does not. Excellent. My work here is done, Blue Gal. Yeah. President Joe Biden on Wednesday expressed support for efforts to unionize Amazon workers after one of the company's warehouses voted to join a union last week. The choice to join a union belongs to workers alone, Biden said in remarks at the National Conference of North America's Building Trades Unions. By the way, Amazon, here we come. Yeah. A school district near Dallas, Texas, ripped down LGBTQ ally symbols, functionally shut down a student newspaper, barred faculty from being part of the GSA meeting, and now plans to terminate an openly gay teacher. This is what cancel culture actually looks like because these people are fucking fascists. And every student over the age of 18 needs to register to vote. Yes. Today. Today. That's you should be setting up a, a registration tent right outside this school. Mm-hmm. Although in Texas, I don't know if you can do that. Well, that's the problem. You know, I'm full Republican of good ideas. Party that, doesn't want people, yeah. angry Democrats, to vote. Right. And they'll right. make laws to make sure you can't. But you can go down to the courthouse. You know, do it. Do <laughs> you can do a march to the courthouse to yeah. register to vote? That you can do. Mm-hmm. Carpool. A federal judge ruled that sections of Florida's new election law were were unconstitutional and mo- racially motivated. In the past 20 years, Florida has repeatedly sought to make voting tougher for black voters because of their propensity to favor Democratic candidates. Judge Mark Walker wrote in the decision, the big deal about this is he slapped onto them a 10-year preclearance. So they have to go to the federal courts if they want to change any election laws for 10 years. Man, 10 years in Florida is like a death sentence. <laughs> the January 6th committee obtained emails belonging to Trump's lawyer. John Eastman had sought to keep the 101 emails secret exchanged between January 4th and January 7th, 2021, which contained extensive communications between Eastman and others about plans to obstruct certification of Biden's victory in the 2020 presidential election. The bipartisan $10 billion COVID relief bill stalled in the Senate after Republicans blocked the measure from moving forward. Republicans demanded a vote on an amendment to prevent the Biden administration from ending a Trump-era border restriction that limited asylum at the U.S.-Mexico border to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And the way this is being framed in the media, again, is how will Democrats piece together a compromise? Yep. Politico insists it's, that Democrats come up with a solution between the racist Republican blockade of COVID relief and getting COVID relief. Because the Republican Party is like global warming. There's nothing you can do about it. You just have to <laughs> you have to focus on the architecture that will prevent the flooding from being too bad. It's never Republicans' fault. It's mm-hmm. always the fault of Democrats for not stopping Republicans from right. being evil That's and insane. It's 100% our job. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Biden administration will extend the moratorium on federal student loan payments through the end of August. Yay. The move applies to more than 43 million Americans who owe a combined $1.6 trillion in student debt held by the federal government. The announcement is due Wednesday, making the sixth extension since the coronavirus pandemic era relief policy took effect in March of 2020. 
What's not being covered in this story is the amount of student debt that Biden has already canceled, which is Mm -hmm. in the billions. It depends on whether you're a teacher or whether you have a hardship, et cetera, whether your loan was fraudulent. I mean, there are ways that you can look into that to see whether you're eligible for forgiveness of a certain portion of your student loan as well. And if you if you believe that Joe Biden should wave a magic wand and wipe out all student debt, I urge you to actually research that and find out why he cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Well, he he can only wave the parts that's held by the federal government. If it's right. held by a bank, he can't tell a bank to forgive the loans. Right. That's right. Republicans are increasingly frustrated that selfish Trump, again, won't share his campaign cash with other Republican candidates. First Must of all, Trump's it. not a candidate. No. That's well, why he's he? not sharing. Is he? Is he not? I don't know. He's like Schrodinger's <laughs> He doesn't have to report anything to anyone because the law says he can just collect it. You don't know he's a candidate like Schrodinger's cat until you open the box and find out if he is a candidate or not. And you open the box and all your money's gone. That's how it works. That's how it works. Exactly. Um, in Springfield, we might have the next cancel culture martyr right here in front so of us. So disgusting. But um, you tell the like, story. Well, I'd like to thank alert uh, reader and uh, person we've met in person a couple of times, David, mm-hmm. for bringing this to our attention before it hit the papers. Mm-hmm. So way to go. You beat the SJR by like a week. Um, Springfield officer responsible for posting racial remarks resigned. A Springfield police officer who'd been placed on unpaid leave last week after allegedly posting racist and anti-Semitic social media posts using an online profile resigned Tuesday. Aaron Paul Nichols submitted his resignation shortly before an internal affairs meeting was scheduled. A news release from the SPD that Springfield Police Department stated. Nichols' resignation was effective immediately. Nichols, a patrol officer for close to 18 years, had a salary of $85,320. Nichols patrolled mostly the west and southwest sides of the city. Nichols retired from the Illinois Air National Guard eight years ago, where he served as a tech sergeant. State Senator Doris Turner and a former alderwoman for for our area around here of Springfield said in a statement that the posts were, quote, shocking and disgusting. Springfield, Black Lives Matter, and other groups demanded an investigation into Officer Nichols' history of arrests. This is not over. Yep. Because his statements on social media, Uh not the kind of person you want to have patrolling the streets of Springfield or anywhere. With a gun. Doling out justice. It's ridiculous. Yep. And I cannot, I cannot believe that absolutely no one knew. No one in the police department knew no about one had this. Any idea that this was going on for fifteen well, years? Well, and and let's clarify because our listeners don't know what the west and southwest parts of the city yeah. are. Yes, let's clarify. The west and southwest parts of the city are white. Yeah, those are the white side. Of this town. is a segregated town. There is literally a wrong side of the tracks. There is a in track track yeah. dividing the black and white sides of the city, mm-hmm. and uh, that doesn't mean there aren't some black families living no. on the west side. There are. Mm-hmm. But it's very definitely there is very definitely a racial divide in the city, and it has been covered by Governing Magazine and other places that have said, "Oh wow, look at this." Well, and this is the just this is the the NAACP was founded in Springfield mm-hmm. after a 1908 race riot, I believe. Right, right. Burned down the black section of town, or burned mm-hmm. down significant portions of the black section of town. It was like the Tulsa riot in that way. Yeah. It was a yeah. violent white 
supremacist uprising against the black residents of Springfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some talk of bringing the Smithsonian out now and having them either mark off a section and declare it around in some way yeah. or bring it to Washington to put it in the Smithsonian. But mm-hmm. this is a, as someone explained to me many, many, many years ago, uh, Springfield is in many ways a small Southern town. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we can, we can do better. We, I yeah. think we are trying to do better. Yeah. Uh, there are people in Springfield that are trying to do better, trying to fix yes, it. Are. Springfield Black Lives Matter is certainly active and doing all the right things to make sure this isn't just, oh, he resigned. Okay, it's fixed now. Yeah. No, no it is. isn't. No, no. No, it is very <laughs> no, much definitely not every fixed. Every arrest he ever made. Yeah, yeah. And make sure those folks have a lawyer. Make sure those folks have an opportunity to have their case reviewed. And uh, take a look at, you know, every black person he came into contact with mm-hmm. has an opportunity to have that looked at. Yeah. Would you like... Would you like some good news, Blue I'd like some good news. After 14 years of neglect and dilapidation, uh, Springfield's armory is slated for repairs and renovation uh, starting in July. It is a giant WPA-era building made of limestone that takes up an entire city block. It was, in fact, an armory at one point. Apparently, there were concerts there. The aforementioned uh, state senator Doris Turner said she, when she was a little girl, her dad took her there to meet Muhammad Ali. Oh, so wow. it was a venue. It was a big old venue, and it and has it been still sitting... is a venue. Is that the place where like the prom pictures are taken? That no, area of no, the town? No, no. Th- this is that big hulking building on Second Street, I believe, that is just monstrous. But it's been abandoned for fourteen years because it used to have state offices, oh, and then oh, I know where it is. Yeah, and then they moved all the state offices to Chicago, which yep. made everyone in Springfield hate Chicago even more. Because it was that was the major source of employment in Springfield for a long, long time were state jobs. And then Rob Lagoyevich. Rob Lagoyevich took, took wanted everything north. moved to Chicago. Oh, <clears throat> and the, it was so and terrible. The, and the bottom dropped out of the Springfield economy. Um, but that big hulking WPA era, thanks to JB Pritzker, well, is and now going to, to be thanks to Joe Biden too. Joe I Biden. Mean, uh, this is in, this is infrastructure. Infrastructure. Money. Infrastructure money being wisely spent by our Democratic governor uh, to renovate a big uh, important building and put it back into the use for the public. And it will so. be used. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's valuable real estate. That's fantastic. Sure yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, JB Pritzker. Thanks JB. Thanks Joe. Each week we post to our Facebook page and website an internet kitty sent in by youth listeners. But this week's internet kitty is a pup, a dog named Lucky. Lucky's humans call Lucky the best dog ever. Excellent all the times with both humans and animals. He's funny, full of energy, and we're the luckiest people to have him join our family. And in this picture, I got to say, Lucky looks like one hell of a happy dog. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, Lucky Eats Freshly Poured Pet Food, our fake sponsor. Whether you serve pet store perfection or dollar store dreck, your pet will sit on the kitchen floor and demand that the food they eat is only freshly poured. Freshly poured, freshly poured. Oh, my Lord, it's freshly poured. You can visit Lucky, he's such a happy dog, at our Facebook page or website. And you can send your internet kitty dog or other pet to us at our email address, prolefpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions. Letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Drift Glass. Yes. The 
U.S. Postal Service Board finally has a Democrat-appointed majority. majority. I know. So that hashtag, fire, fire the joy. The, joy. <laughs> the, the day is coming, Blue Gal. I can feel it. The day I is coming. I can feel it. Get him this, out of there. This is not like Fitzmas, people. This no, is going to happen. This is going to happen. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. We so appreciate it. Um, watch this space. Um, we will be doing a GoFundMe for my oh, hearing yes. aids. Yes, we will. <laughs> we which got, are great. Which are great. Thank you. He Drift Glass really likes the fact that I have hearing aids because I can hear everybody in the family when they talk. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they've made your life much better. I mean, they made really my have. life easier. Yeah. So what we found out about the hearing aids, Drift Glass does think that it has enhanced my quality of life. I'm and sure right. it has. I'm it sure. has. And they they look good on you. Well, you can't see them. They're That's invisible. Right. They They're great. On me. They're invisible. They, but they, uh, yeah, we we thought that insurance was going to cover them. And technically, it's technically a salad. Technically, it's insurance. <laughs> technically, yeah, insurance covers them. But our policy has a ten thousand dollar deductible. Yeah. So, you know. It doesn't, yeah. If I get another set of hearing aids, it'll be a great year to break a leg. <laughs> sure, sure. Because <laughs> I'll hit our deductible. Anyway, these these hearing aids, uh, and someone asked, well, why why aren't they, why aren't there over-the-counter hearing aids yet and so forth? It's like, my hearing aids are for high tones. They're, they're programmed for my hearing because mm -hmm. I cannot hear high, fre not frequency, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Highfalutin language? Right. No, it's no. it's high high tones, you know, high notes. I can't hear those. And uh, so these are programmed for my ears. And uh, so anyway, they cost about $2,500 per ear mm -hmm. and a little, but, little but more. They sync up with your COVID uh, chip, which is real handy. <laughs> they do. They, yeah. Bill Gates every once in a while just speaks to me through the, through the hearing aid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Anyway, we're going to do a GoFundMe to help pay for that. I know there are some people, this is not for people who already contributed to the podcast. There are nope. some people who just really like to give when there's a furnace failure or yes. a big ticket item. That's when they want to support yeah. the podcast is when there's an actual need. I it's totally understand baby. that. Infrastructure. It's infrastructure. Right. Mm -hmm. when, we, when we need something, that that's when they want to pitch in. So this yeah. is your opportunity to do that if you're that person. If you're already giving to the podcast, we can consider your debt paid on the, and, on the whole thing. And we haven't said this recently, but if you're listening to us overseas or if you're strapped for cash or you're having a hard time, this is our gift to you. Don't, don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. No, we're not, we're not pushy about it. No. I mean, we just aren't. We, we've been there. We've been on food stamps. We've been on, you know, I, I mentioned that all the time, but the day that, we told the food stamp people that we were married now and they said, oh, well, your unemployment check is so high. We have to take away your food stamp. You're I, really married? The guy said, yes, we're really married. Really well, married. I got bad news. I got good news and I got bad news. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations Mostly. on your marriage. Uh, Drift Glass, your unemployment check is so high we can't give yeah. you food stamps anymore. Your, your meager unemployment check. <laughs> um, it was I, just a shock. <laughs> it was. And I have, this is another aside, but I have been to um, public speaking events at our church, et cetera, where local elected officials who are, who are nominally Democrats, but want mm -hmm. to get on the good side of sort of old conservative guys, just talk about shit like they're Fox News contributors. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, my cousin knows a guy who just lives off welfare. He just, that check comes in. It's, 
And it's like something out of um, Justified. It's their draw yeah. check. And I'm yeah. like, you know, dude, I was on unemployment. Do you know what you have to do to get on and stay on? And it's it a full time job to be on unemployment. You, yes, you, it is. You have. Do, do, can you give me the dollar limit in Illinois? Because it ain't thousands per week. Let me tell you. Yeah. And by the way, you have to be actively looking for work. You have to prove that you were actively looking for work. You have to demonstrate it every week or month. Submit paperwork that you applied for jobs. And if any of that's falsified. You lose your unemployment forever, I think, mm-hmm. and you have to pay it back. So don't give me this shit about living off welfare is just the easiest thing. Illinois is a blue state that does right. things much more generously than an yep. asshole state like Florida, which just closes down the unemployment mm-hmm. office. I mean, don't get me started about throwing money up to those shiftless, lazy people because that's yeah, just yeah. bullshit. It's bullshit. just bullshit. Anyway. anyway, watch this space. The GoFundMe will be up by next week. And those of you that like to donate that way. We deeply appreciate it. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution. You can too. See our website, proleftpod.com for details. Our PayPal postal address information is there at proleftpod.com. Please share our show on social media. And if you love this podcast, please get someone else to listen to. And if you love this particular episode of the podcast, send us five bucks. That's a great way to give us feedback that you like the show. And thank you so much for doing that. So, Blue Gal, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, Drift Glass, the Internet Kitties love the new Supreme Court Justice, Katanji Brown-Jackson, and out of respect, they promise not to mess with her basement full of yarn. I know you were on the fence about her. I know that there's no, some of the stuff. No, I was not. <laughs> but, but when you found out she was a knitter with a when basement full of yarn. When I found out she was a knitter, oh uh, my God. With a yarn stash, with a bigger yarn stash than you, probably. Maybe. Like, yeah, that's it. She's, she's in. She's in. Let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the popping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. The Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2022. DGBG Productions Incorporated.